0: 40. I am your host Kevin, along with our co-hosts, co-hosts JJ, and the other more important Kevin.
1: You gotta get closer to the microphone. We it, we're in the studio. We have three of them. Oh my gosh, they're so close together right
2: now. Me and John LaRose like, are sharing the like microphone, Blues Brothers style. Blues Brothers. gonna style? do this whole thing, Blues
0: Brothers style. I like it. This is the way to back do it. Back to back. So uh, hey, Jenna- thanks for inviting me back. Yeah. I mean, I thought I was off the podcast after you invited JJ last week. I tried to get you. How was your Burger off, King, dude? It was awesome. I was so happy to get the chicken fries after,
2: man. You have no idea, Charlie. Charlie Campbell really, really got me. Uh, got me a little hungry there. You and you and him, Kevin. Both of you talking about like steak houses and mm-hmm. whatnot. We can't have that.
0: Where's the boss taking us for lunch after this? So that's the real question. We'll see how this podcast goes. Right. Burger King. Well, why don't you continue saying what you were saying then? Oh, so you're gonna let me talk because you know that you're gonna get food after if you do a good job. What are you Instagramming? Um, I'm kind of trying to do like a little Is teaser for-, for tomorrow or whenever we put this out. Oh, okay. So it's going to be for later usage? Well, I mean, it's going out on our feed right now, but it's like a teaser. You know what I mean? It's a content thing. It's like this 2018 content thing, you know? He's well. in this role for like eight months and all of a sudden he's the king of content. It, it's good. C- It's a content thing, you know? It's a content You're thing. You're dang right on the king of content. Come on now. <laughs> um, anyway, we are. the first compliment you gave me, bud. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, You're no a great problem. person. It wasn't backhanded at all. You're a great person. We should do this more often because you guys just <laughs> don't let me talk. Are you, are you done? Yeah. Go ahead. Did you ever listen to the podcast that we did alone yet? No. Yeah. Houston, of course right? I we did. Were, we were awesome. We were talking a whole bunch. We were getting <laughs> along. So this is episode 15.
1: This is the final episode of the Poker Raceway Podcast, powered by ESPN 840. As we go on. <laughs> No, i let you sing. I cannot wait for our guests to call in so these guys won't be singing.
0: Um, if you haven't tuned out already, you shouldn't because Mario Andretti is calling in. Wow, you just dropped that. That's a big one. Dropped. I mean, the, if they read the title of the podcast, they already know who the guest <laughs> is. So. That's, a good one. That's a good point.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, Mario, our, um, I mean, Mario. Mario. We're bookending this podcast. Seven-time Seven-time, yep. And
2: the greatest race car driver of all time in my book. In your book. Yeah.
1: I mean,
0: some in, would argue. Probably in a lot of books. But you know what? It, I mean, you, you have his stats over there, and that's at least three pages. Yeah, yeah actually, we, we crossed you it out. Can read just a couple of his stats, so just to put it in perspective
1: for people who I may not know who I he can't. is? Cause... So,
2: four-time... IndyCar national champion, Formula One world champion, Daytona 500 winner.
1: All right, right hold on a minute. Hold on, so you can stop. Winner. You can stop right there. So, fans, just in case you didn't hear that, he's won in IndyCar. He's won in F1. And he's also won the greatest race in stock car racing. Yeah. The Daytona 500.
2: Yeah, so... We, we, we took one look at the stats and um you just kind of crossed everything out and just wrote legend on my paper mm-hmm. so I'm just gonna throw these
1: away here
0: and all those stats oh, that you throwing right? it
1: away yeah for for just just the sound purposes For dramatic
2: effect I crinkled the I wish we were it. taping
1: it up because one you didn't crinkle it
0: two you put it over your head <laughs> and three oh. why? Because, I don't know. And all those stats, though, and and he's from right down the street in Nazareth, VA. Mm-hmm. He can a make local. it.
1: T- I think he, we should ask him what's the quickest he's ever made it from Nazareth. I don't know if he's allowed to say that, man. <laughs> I don't I'm know. Yeah, but I bet you'll tell us. He will. Yeah. Absolutely. He's probably proud of it, too. Very proud of it. hmm I was just watching a YouTube clip, um, and it was uh, from a more reliable news source than the Poker Raceway podcast, powered by ESPN 840 here in Strasburg. Um, am ESPN 840 in Strasburg is a reliable news source. Poggarners with podcast. Not so much. What? I'm just letting you know we're not a reliable news source. I, okay. We make up stuff.
2: I I tell the truth. 15 oh. episodes of truth, Kevin.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he did 183 miles an hour. And uh oh, hold on a minute. We uh we're getting called in right away. Mario, is this you? Hello, how are you?
3: Great, great, thank you. Oh, thank you. Are you, you uh yeah, are you receiving me, okay?
1: Yeah, we I'm got... I'm in the you. middle of nowhere. Oh, we're in the middle, where are you in the middle of nowhere right now?
3: Well, I'm up here in the poker. I have a property up here Lake, uh, it's Lake... Um, but usually I get spotty service, okay. but I'm okay.
1: Yeah, I, we hear you loud and clear. Um, you are on the Poker Race Week podcast, powered by SBN 40 with um, your hosts, Kevin, Kevin, and JJ. All right. And... Uh, we are so thrilled to have you on. Mm-hmm. This is our final podcast of the year. Um, as JJ mentioned, you know, b- before we were doing a little pre-taping pre for the introduction to this, um, we started out with Jimmy Johnson, seven-time cup champ. And then, you know, in our opinions, I mean, we're – I don't know how I'm speaking right now because I was kind of at a loss for words once, um, you know, Patty said that you were going to come on the show. So, um, I mean, a legend in your own right. You've accomplished so much. And you're basically a neighbor of ours, man. You you don't live that far away from, from where we are in our uh, Pocono Raceway. So thank you so much for joining us.
3: Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. So tell us what's new, man. What's
1: exciting? How's, how's things going for, for you?
3: Well, things are going well in many ways. I always say I'm still living the dream. Uh, uh, because I'm close to the sport, I do um, you, you know a lot of uh, quite a bit of work with companies that I've been with for a long time since uh, I was active, and and I'm uh, doing all the things that I enjoy. So I don't know what I can ask for more. So tell us a little
1: bit. So the, the whole premise behind our, our podcast, and where we started, was kind of to find out um, where drivers got their inspiration, to really start, and how they got their their first big break. Um, for you, looking over all your records, it's hard to figure out exactly when your first big break was because it seemed like when you came on the scene, um, you were the man. And as many people in the paddock still say, you are the man. So um, tell us where your passion for racing first started as a child.
3: Oh gosh uh this is something that uh, i'm still trying to figure out <laughs> why why if uh, along with aldo my brother twin brother aldo you know we both fell in love uh, with the sport when uh, we just started reasoning really you know uh just as young teenagers and uh, and it was uh you know uh the family didn't even have a car you know we were still in italy we didn't come over until we were 15 and uh but um, Italy was very prominent, as you know, in uh, Formula One, uh, Ferrari, Maserati, you know, off Romeo uh, in the 50s. And, um, you know, I hung on to an idol, to my idol, Alberto scotti And uh, just as long as I can remember, I wanted to someday uh, uh, follow his footsteps, be like him and try to be cool as much as I can and uh And enjoy. You know, I just developed a passion so early that uh, uh, I I keep saying this, I never had a plan B in my life to pursue. So, uh, uh, again, uh, but, uh, you know, the American dream uh, was realized. I'm a true example of that. You know, once we came over, we started. We built our own car. We started racing uh, locally uh, at age 19, which at the time, professionally, was illegal. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we f- we fudged. Uh, we fudged our um, um, our uh, licenses, uh, li- the the birth date, and, um, and we went on and uh, we just fibbed a little bit. We said that we were champions in Formula Junior in Italy, which um, the story is still lagging around and uh, (laughs) (laughs) that was that was another fib and Chris Oconimaki Chris uh, Oconimaki hung on to that story for for his entire career
1: (laughs) Chris was a very good friend of ours here at the track he was really close with Doc uh,
3: totally awesome yeah totally awesome but anyway um, and um, you know my career was I was very very fortunate more fortunate than Aldo you know his was interrupted twice but you know terrible accidents and ended and his career early but uh for me it just kept going and uh luckily you know were uh, a lot of steps were made uh, just at the right time uh just uh, uh opportunities uh, that came and uh, and I was able to just jump on and um, I uh, I was fortunate, too, especially uh, when I uh, broke into the champ uh, car ranks, um, you know, to land a ride with uh, Dean Van Lines, with uh, Clint Bronner, Jim McGee, um, you know, uh, that being one of the top, definitely one of the top three teams in USAC at the time and, uh, and being able to be part of the Firestone tire development, race tire development team and all that. That was really golden for me. And um, so, again, uh, a lot of blessings along the way. And um, and, and, and I was fortunate, again, to uh, to continue on and and uh, have a career that, uh, you know, when I'm almost 900 races and only interrupted, I only missed two races because of injury. You know, how lucky is that? You know, I'm not taking that for granted, believe me. So, um, again, I've just been totally blessed for sure.
1: What would you say was? I mean, I know you've you've Indy 500 winner, Daytona 500 winner. What what are a couple of your biggest wins in your career? And just take us back to those days. Uh, you're talking to three younger gentlemen who are not alive to see race. I mean, I, I wish every day that yeah. I was able to see race. Um, but what what were those wins like back in your era? And what was your what was your biggest win?
3: Well, uh, let's face it. Uh, the ones that uh, actually uh, shape your career are like Indianapolis. Uh, to win outside my, you know, my sandbox was Daytona, uh, you know, and, and, you know, win this, you know, sports car races, um, you know, for Ferrari and, and so on and so forth. Uh, it, you know, all those things uh, you know, were meaningful to me. Uh, probably the most meaningful on the personal side was winning. The Italian Grand Prix uh because that 's where my dr- dream really began i I saw my very very first uh, uh, sports well uh, Formula One race uh, at age fourteen when I was still living in Italy in Monza. And uh, that's when my dream was solidified and um, and to win there. And in 1977, to me, uh, it was a, a banner year to, to win the U.S. Grand Prix, which is my home Grand Prix, and then to win Monza uh, later on that year, which is my native Grand Prix. Gosh, you know, um, uh, that, that's, uh, I put that feather in my cat myself, quite honestly.
1: I mean, it's a, probably, <laughs> and, uh, it's so, a nice feather to have yeah, for sure.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's uh, you know, those are the incredibly satisfying moments, you know, that, uh, only, uh, uh, only you can appreciate, only I could appreciate, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, I don't think the press even mentioned that I want, you know, both my home and but but um, all of a sudden I started reflecting on. Things, oh, yeah. Same year I want both. You know, so, <laughs> so that uh, those are moments, again, to stay with you forever. And that's what, uh, that's what makes it, uh, you know, so incredibly uh, satisfying, obviously.
1: In what year? And, and this is just for my own personal knowledge, because, like I said, you're you're. I think your list of accomplishments is probably the size of an encyclopedia book. Um, what year was the year that you raced the most number of races? And do you have any idea how many you actually raced in one, one year, one calendar year?
3: I think, um, I don't know. Uh, actually I have to look at the book to to be exactly sure. It was, um, in the mid sixties, when I think I raced 65 races that year. Wow. Uh, but, uh, but the ones that were most satisfying for me were uh, uh, winning uh you know in different disciplines uh you know for a meaningful time like uh, uh when I won the the world championship in 78 I won a couple uh USAC races uh, driving for Roger and then I won the uh, Iraq championship at the same time that year and and for me even to go from dirt like uh, Springfield, Du Illinois, to Argentina, or something like that. You know, those were the moments that uh, is, uh, I says I cherish the most. You know, uh, to be able to participate in the top disciplines and uh, and having a chance of winning. So. Uh, these are the things that I look back and uh, with you know tremendous satisfaction, and and it doesn't seem to exist today. I think uh, you know uh, as of late Alonso, you know Fernando Alonso is trying to um, you know to diversify and so forth. But uh, um, I thought that uh, that part of my career was a part that I uh, I cherished the most. You know to be able to do that uh, and to go. There's nothing more different in a race car than going from a a dirt track, a mild dirt track. You know, to a Formula One race, you know, and uh, and and yet, you know, uh, being able to win both areas—that's the part that I thought was, uh, you know, for me, uh, just a total, total blessing.
1: We're just trying to pick our mouths up off the floor because those are just incredible stories and <laughs> what you've accomplished. Um, you brought up, uh, Alonzo and we tried pretty hard after we watched him race in the Indy 500 to get him to come out to Pocono Raceway to race. Unfortunately, he had other conflicts, but, um, you know, there's been a lot of speculation about who is going to be the next driver to come over and run the, the Indy 500. Who right now in any form of, of racing would you want to see come over and, and race the Indy 500?
3: uh you know, the, the, I'd love to see, you know, the top drivers and and any of the categories, NASCAR or uh, Formula One, uh, you know, to be. A, but there are conflicts, you know, I think NASCAR, you got to do it, a, a, you know, a heroic day mm-hmm. by running 500 miles and 600 miles later. It's been done, you know, but it's a tough one same day and uh Formula One, you know, you're not if you're anywhere, you know, in Formula One, you're not gonna give up Monaco, you know, so right. that's the problem. Alonso situation was uh, uh very different, uh one off and uh talking about Alonso, you know, he announced officially that he's not gonna be in Formula One next year, so stay tuned, you know, and uh uh, he, he could be very well uh, want to uh, to uh, reappear in Indianapolis, and I certainly hope that that happens, and then even perhaps uh, in the championship trail, you know, we, which we, would be uh, awesome, you know. But uh, you know, I'm just talking. I, I don't have specifics, but uh, I can only, as a fan, I can only hope that that would happen because it would be great for everyone.
1: We we couldn't agree more. Especially, we'd love to see him run the three different corners of Pocono for sure. And I think uh, our co-host Kevin has a question for you about Pocono.
0: Yeah, moving over to Pocono. Obviously, we have the ABC Supply 500 race weekend coming up this week, which we're super excited about. And, you know, you've been around the racetrack since really since it's open. Do you have any early memories coming up to Pocono Raceway, you know, uh, in the early days, uh, any favorite memories from back then?
3: I'll give you. I'll give you one that's uh, as good as it can be for us as a family. Uh, just go back. Obviously, I was there for the first race and, and so on. And uh, this track uh, was built for IndyCars, cars, by the way. You know. Oh, and, we uh, know. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm, I'm. I'm so happy that we're back. I'm so so happy. It's, uh, I said it. Before and I'll say it again, was by far to me my favorite uh, super speedway. Um, uh, Sorry, Indianapolis, because I think (laughs) the challenges to be able to drive, especially qualifying at Pocono are just unbelievable because of uh, the diversity of the track. But um, I'll I'll go back to your question. Here's a story, 1986. uh, Michael... Obviously, it was uh, in in, in the cars, and uh, my uh, younger son, Jeff, was uh, in the ARS, which was the Indy Lights. That was a supporting event. Uh, Michael got pulled for the 500. I won the 500. Jeff got pulled for the uh, Indy Lights, or the ARS, and he won that. So between the three of us, we cleaned house. Now, does anybody remember that?
1: I do. I was, I was um, unfortunately, two years old, and the other people in this room were not born yet.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd remind you about it. You know, is there anything that could be a better memory than that no, for that's... us as a family? Uh, are you kidding? I mean, uh, I love that place. You know, I can't wait. I'll be there on Friday, just buzzing around with a two-seater <laughs> so. If you guys want a ride, just come over.
2: Yeah, speaking of the two-seater, I was lucky enough to take a ride last year. I think I was with uh, Zach Veach. I know Kevin Teal here has,
1: has done it. He need you do it, too. I, I've done it with the gentleman we have as our well, caller
2: how today. How about that? Yes. And I was talking to one of the guys with the program there on the side, and they were telling us, we, we kind of noticed that you were going about, about 10 miles an hour faster <laughs> than the than the other two cars out there. And uh, they were telling us that you know how heavily involved you are in that program and giving feedback on those cars. So I just kind of want to know what what that's like for you. Is it's obviously it's not like you know competing for wins and championships, but how how heavily involved are you in that program?
3: Well, I love it. I'm uh, you know at the moment uh, at least, and hopefully we'll continue to be part of uh, the um, Honda. A fastest seat in the sport program. And um, as you can see, you know, I'll be starting the race and all that uh, with some celebrity. Uh, but uh, more than that, I, uh, w- whatever weekend I'm involved in, I'm involved in all the way, right from the beginning of the weekend. And, and, um, and I just uh, love, love uh, the opportunity to, uh, to showcase our sport. There's no better way. I keep saying this and it's a fact, no better way to showcase a case of sport than that uh, with the Indy uh, experience because you know they have these cars are so capable uh, on the road course, uh, you know, state of the art oval, and we go. Believe me, uh, I go fast enough that you uh, you get a decent ride. Um, I mean, at Indy, you know, we run over two hundred miles an hour. You know, so uh, that's a, that's the day after the race, by the way. But uh, uh, so these cars are capable. I push it to the limit. Safely, you know, but uh, I leave nothing on the table, and uh, that's the only way that I would do it. And they let me do it. They let me set up the car. They let me do all the right things. And I love, love those guys. It's almost, uh, you know, uh, one of the the best teams that I've ever been with. I consider that my race team. I I call that uh, the Indy Experience Racing League. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I like to take I like to take credit for. Uh, for uh taking in uh Zach beach you know and just uh you know uh have him have him as my pupil but uh, i can't take credit for that but it, you can tell that uh you know he was one of the drivers uh in you know in in the in the, uh in in you know in this experience and uh and look what he's doing look what he's doing in um you know in the top level the top level uh he's really making everybody proud uh uh, Michael is so high on him, and uh, that's so great to see. So again, you know, going back to that uh, IndyCar experience, I tell you what, it's uh, uh, it's lucky that uh, IndyCar has uh, that team uh, to be part of it because, um, as I say, whether it's fans, media, or anyone, uh, you come away with uh, a totally different perspective of what's going on on the track after you ride with one of us.
1: I could tell you that I, I yeah. had a heck of an experience. I mean, I wish at that point I realized that I needed, this was a couple of years ago and I haven't adjusted anything, but I realized very quickly that I needed to uh, be in better shape. Um, <laughs> I And it had nothing to do with your driving. and had the fact of the G-force and the load in the corners. I mean, I, a couple you of days after like, IndyCar, mm-hmm. I was like, why is my back hurt so much? I didn't really lift that much. I didn't really move around. then I, I quickly realized that my neck started to hurt and I was like, it was because of the IndyCar ride. I mean, you truly get a feel of the G-force loads, especially at a place like Pocono, mm-hmm. which everyone says, "Oh, it's a flat yeah. track. It's a flat track. It's it's oh, not I a flat know, track." I
3: turn one, I'll tell you why you pull some serious G's through there. Yes, I mean do. we really squeeze it through there. Believe me. It grunts. The car grunts. When a car grunts, you grunt in the seat. Believe <laughs> me.
1: <laughs> um, going back to Pocono. There is a story that a couple of our senior level staff members have asked that we throw your way. It was in regards to a snowmobile during the snow. Yeah. Did this
3: happen? Yes. Yeah. I had the, uh, yeah, RUP. There was a RUP 800, which, uh, you know, in, in those days, uh, uh, you know, that was uh, today. It's you know, eleven hundred. You know, they they have that type of displacement. But in those days, it was a, the fastest snowmobile. And uh, I go, well, one way to let it go is right there. And um, and so we came up there. I don't think Doc knew. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I went around and and I got it going so fast that it blew up. I blew the belt, blew the engine, everything. But uh, but I got some speed. I got over a hundred miles an hour out of on a snowmobile, that's incredible. Oh, f- uh, I
1: yeah. wish I was alive for that because that would have been just fun to just watch. I, mean, I wouldn't probably jumped on that one like I did very quickly in the two seater, but I, but that would have been awesome to see.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was riding the rim and there were no safe walls. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: oh, 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 oh man, I can just that And the fact that Doc that Doc didn't know like makes that story even better because Doc knew everything that was going on, on the track. And if you if he didn't know, man, you would know that he found out
3: for sure. Uh, I think, Yeah, I think he loved it. <laughs>
1: um, we had another question just to have some fun um, that we've done the nostalgia and we could probably sit here for hours and talk more about your, your career and your past mm-hmm. and your milestones. But we were wondering what is the fastest you've ever made it from Nazareth to Pocono Raceway in your car?
3: Uh, is this, uh, for publication? <laughs> I mean,
1: it is, but I don't know what the, um, you know, I don't know if, it, if you've done it, if they can come back and arrest you or not, but you can, you can, you can feel free to answer that question or we could just take that as your answer if you'd like.
3: Uh, yeah, just, uh, I, I did it. I, let's put it this way. I never missed practice or never missed uh, at the time of the race. So I always got there on time. <laughs>
1: Um I had the chance last year to ride in a Lamborghini with you and we we basically hand selected and Kevin who was sitting next to me was the one who selected three random fans <laughs> in Nazareth just to you know <laughs> so casual yeah you know we'll we'll take Mario and Tredy um, which we were very gracious, and we always appreciate your such a supporter of our raceway, which you've already mentioned. But um, we reached out and said, "Hey, we want to bring some gift baskets to a couple of IndyCar fans who have come to all the races." You said, "Sure, no problem." The first stop we made was, I believe, your cousin or <laughs> it was my nephew. It was your nephew, yeah. Who knew, right? So the <laughs> my, first
3: my my yeah my wife's nephew actually. Uh, yeah, we roll up and, and
1: immediately he's just like, "Yep, that's my family member," and I was like.
3: Okay, yeah, so now you now we're preaching to the choir. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the best comment you made though to that point was just like, because we were all ticket purchasers and, and and your reaction was, "I make people that are family buy tickets as they should. I do. <laughs> which I we do. appreciate. Then we went to a, the, the third home do. the third home we went to, I can't remember her name, but as soon as the doorbell rang. You called her, you're just like, oh, hey, what's going on? And she was like, oh, come on in, Mario. And you were like, we were looking at you like, what is going on? And then you quickly realized that you basically either have owned all the property in Nazareth.
3: (laughs) My neighbor from the other side.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You either own all the property in Nazareth, you've Mm -hmm. either sold people their homes, or it's just the fact that you know everybody. You seem like such a personable person. Um Where did that where did that come from we're taking a little nostalgia back but where did that come from to where you're always so humble and it seems like you're always approachable
3: oh, I, I don't know I mean it's uh, you just enjoy life and uh, you like to uh, have a positive experience with anyone and uh, you know sometimes if you get a smile back from somebody it's uh, it's very rewarding you know that's a, it's a it's a feel-good thing, you know, and uh, and I like that, you know. I uh, I appreciate the fans always have, and uh, you know, they're ones that uh, uh, obviously, you know, if uh, if they wouldn't be there, we would not have a sport, you know. They're uh, all important, and uh, but they're the ones that uh, keep you, you know, just motivated, and um, they're the ones you really want to perform for, so. Again, um, and like, like I said, I always like to see the fans smile and come away with a positive experience, and, and that makes you feel good, and feel good is good.
2: So, Mario, we, we've talked about how fast you got to Pocono from Nazareth. We've talked about Kevin driving around in your Lamborghini. So now I'm, I, I think, probably more of a car guy than either of the two guys in this room. So what I want to know is out of your personal collection, What's your favorite car? What's your favorite car to drive? Is there one that you drive more than the others? One that just is just a show car? And how fast have you gone on a, I, on a legal road? I, 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 <laughs> want to, I don't even want to know how fast he's gone. I'm just curious what in his collection is is his baby.
3: Uh, you know, I, I love I love my Lamborghini. Uh, you know, uh, obviously uh, I just I think I just got a new one. Uh, uh and I also got a new uh, ZR1 Corvette. You know, which uh is really uh probably the best for sure the best Corvette ever made. And uh that that's what I'm gonna bring up to the Pocono. So if you hear some uh wheels squeaking there uh, <laughs> by, around the motorhome, you know, it's probably gonna be me. And uh and I love cars, you know, I drive all my cars, nothing sits still, you know, and um I, I like to treat myself again I'm a car guy and um and the best part is, I get good deals for them. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I buy everything. I, I own everything. I don't. Nobody gives me anything.
1: Oh, we appreciate that again. The humble. Back to the humble stuff, as always. Awesome.
0: I have one more car question. You have a car question? And this kind of goes back to the Nazareth and everything. The least car person in the room has a car question. Mario, <laughs> we are sorry for this following question. <laughs> my, mine's a little bit different. So so uh, okay. my grandmother has lived kind of down near you for her whole life in Wing Gap. My dad grew up down there. I lived there for a year of my life, and obviously now I'm back up. But I know there's a lot of beautiful roads down there. Um, do you have any like roads or areas that you kind of like to drive around or, or, um, I know there's some. Oh
3: yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there's uh, the road Bangor to Mount Bethel and up, uh, all the way up to, uh, to route 80. You know, if you go up in, uh, um, uh, that was my motorcycle road. You know, I, I used to do that like early in the morning, Sunday, you know, go out there and try to kill myself You <laughs> know, with, uh, with my Honda, <laughs> you know, and, uh. I, um, I I I try not to do that so much because uh, you know with a, with a, one of those bikes you know you just uh, you're never below ninety miles an hour you know and whether you go through a little town or what so um, but uh, that's what I used to do and those some of, some of those roads I mean are just awesome awesome turns and so forth. Um, but, uh, I won't encourage it. I won't do that at home at all.
0: <laughs> oh, no. see, I' know, see the disclaimer I, see everybody, everybody at the racetrack makes fun of me because I've been talking about getting a bike recently, so uh. Hold on, oh, you, oh, you going to talking bike? about getting oh. like a scooter. Yeah, well, I think scooter, it, bike, same thing. But those Mark this down. If
1: Kevin, if Kevin gets a motorcycle, Mario, you just did the final interview that Kevin's ever going to do. <laughs> because like you said, try to go out there and kill yourself. We're going to be having a funeral for him. We'll invite you. And you can look over and be oh. like, I sh- you, you shouldn't have listened to me. You,
0: you, you, know, you know I drive my car like half below the speed limit <laughs> on the highway. If it's, if it's raining out, Kevin lowers,
1: lowers his speed from 10 miles an hour down to 2. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if we could get... Give him something with six wheels; it'd be even better than what than the four that he has now. So there's no way he's going to two.
1: I like a good Sunday
2: drive. So I, like- I might go down those
1: roads. Um, the final thing we're gonna get into here, and that's only because it's the lunch hour; we haven't eaten yet when we're taping this podcast. We heard you are uh, an excellent. Chef, And we are wondering, what is your favorite meal? And the media center is not too far away from where the driver owner lot is. So if you have the chance, I know you're a busy guy, but if you have the chance to drop off, I don't know, some meatballs, some spaghetti. We'll come get it. We don't well, actually, to, yeah. Yeah, we'll come get it. Uh, what, but anyway, what is your favorite meal to cook? And, and tell us a little bit about it so you can make our mouths water here.
3: Well, first of all, you know, one of my models was never pretend to be what you're not. And the chef, I'm not. I mean, it's all the credit goes through my daughter, Barbie. Um, and uh, the only thing I do is I'm really a master of my grills. And, uh, and as long as she prepares the steaks or the veal chops or anything like that, uh, I'm really good at that stuff. Um, but uh, I don't prepare. I don't know what to do. I don't know which is salt, <laughs> which is pepper. And... Uh, and, uh, so, um, that said, I, I'm very limited when it comes to that. Um, I used to just love, uh, some of the special meals that, uh, my, my, uh, my mother used to make, you know, my mother was really a master chef because, you know, she, they had a restaurant back in Italy and so forth and, uh, but, um, you know, um, uh, but Barbie, uh, keeps up, uh, she's got a lot of those, uh, recipes and, um, uh, and, uh, and that's a good thing. You know, we keep that tradition going. But uh, if you're looking at something from me, man, you know, I <laughs> like it so much.
1: Well, that's good to know. If Barbie needs a job this weekend, just at the racetrack, we don't need her for very long. Um, okay. We'll find her a spot to cook us up some meals for sure.
3: All Thanks. right. I'll, uh, I'll relay this <laughs> message to her. It's, this message is
1: going nowhere further than <laughs> what came out of my breath. And I completely understand that. If you could, the final thing we'll do. Go ahead and tell us why should a fan come to the ABC Supply 500 this Sunday? Why should they be there?
3: Because uh, we're showcasing the fastest uh, race cars on any close uh, course uh, anywhere on the planet, and uh, Pocono is uh, a trial that uh, our, our famous. Tri-Oval uh, is, um, is probably one of the, to me, uh, most exciting uh, ovals anywhere on, on the planet. And um, and you're going to see an exciting race because uh, right now IndyCar, I think, are enjoying uh, the greatest moments uh, with the product they have. Uh, I think the package, uh, the air package, everything, and the talent of uh, The talent pool that we have in the drivers is, uh, I think, unprecedented. And, um, you know, this is something you cannot, I mean, there happens or not, but uh, look at the uh, action that we've had in all the events this year. Um, you can never guarantee it, but um, I can tell you that uh, uh, you have a chance to really be uh, very excited and, uh, and vibrate on your seat as you're watching these dudes go around there over 200 miles an hour wheel to wheel.
1: Well, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for taking the time and being such a great uh, friend of the tracks, friend of our families. Um, and we look forward to uh, seeing you this weekend. Thanks so much.
3: I look forward to it myself. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Wow. Wow.
0: That was damn cool. <laughs> I mean, uh Yeah. I mean, I, I it, hey, yeah. if that does not get you motivated and excited for the, what's going to happen on Sunday at Pocono Raceway, I don't know what will because,
2: I Listen, mean, I know, was excited you before. Right, you're right. It's
0: one thing for them
2: to hear you right? tell them. It's one thing for them to hear me tell them. He need to tell right? them. But if Mario Andretti is but, telling
0: you that the racing is going to be amazing and you should be there, you need to be there. Let's go back to work right now because I want it to be race weekend today. Well, we, we will go back to work, but I want to reiterate one other thing that he said. Yeah. His favorite,
1: quote unquote, oval yeah. in open wheel terms, is Pocono.
2: He said, it, "I think he said sorry, Indy." Yeah, yeah. So- My sorry. favorite one is
1: Pocono. That's going to be on billboards. Like we just completed our 2019 marketing for Indie I think card. we need to get a to sign off on that. Don't it's we? Litera- no, <laughs> he said it. He said it on on the air. Okay. Mario's photo with a little like you know speech yeah. bubble. My favorite track is poking a raceway sorry Indy <laughs> our friends and and that we like, Indianapolis Indy I, uh, like yeah, that. I mean like <laughs> IndyCar car was a big integral part of us creating a racetrack so yeah. but at the same time
0: but I mean, you know what he's you know he's from right down the street and he's been coming up here since the start of the the um the racetrack so it, you know it's no surprise you know it's it, you got that hometown feel you always love your hometown track I think that's that's very mm-hmm. common mm-hmm. um so you know it's it's cool to hear him say that. It's definitely cool. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I think he told me I should get a motorcycle. So. No, he definitely he told did you did not 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 to not get a motorcycle. He, he, did said, not. he said that
2: he shouldn't be, even be on a motorcycle. You He implied there's some beautiful roads be in the motorcycle. Pocono Mountains I,
0: and, and just south of the
1: Pocono, yeah, Pocono yeah, get Mountains. A so as, part of, as part of our, our deal on the content team, we, we kind of. During race weekends, we have a job to do, so we really don't go up to celebrities and drivers get photos and stuff like that. Kevin, here's your, you've been granted access. I want you to walk up to Mario and say, hey, I'm the guy from the podcast who talked about a motorcycle. Should I buy one or not? I need someone to record it because he's going to take one look at you and uh, say, uh, uh, hell no. He's going to take a look at at your leg there and be like, son, you can't even walk. Yeah, no, he's got a (laughs) knee injury. But
0: then JJ hurt his knee on the way in. Yeah, we're banged up. If we, you see two guys that are hobbling <laughs> around,
3: <laughs> it's better come say season.
0: hi. We're on the Pocono Raceway podcast, powered by ESPN A40. All right, well, we're gonna get back on on track here because we're gonna end our podcast soon. Our final podcast. I don't want to end. I don't. Can we not end this? You we just should, said you want to get back to work. You're all pumped up. It. Who else can we call up? I mean, we can't. We can't actually beat that, so we, we shouldn't call no. anybody else no. up. No, but I want to do yeah, a we quick can call.
2: Somebody to
1: brag about it. What's a bit? your? <laughs> yeah. We just did. We're gonna do like our top three favorite. Things that have right. happened on the podcast, and we're going around in a circle, and we'll let JJ start off. JJ, yeah. what the top three? What if you had a name three? All right. Number one is what just happened. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> oh, I'll try to think back to the podcast. Uh, number two would probably be our Matt DeBenedetto call. That was a fun one. I really like that call. Yep. Uh, number three. Are we talking like ones that we were on, it or d- just in general? Just in general. Well, then I, I feel like it's a toss up between, um, Nick and Ben, because you learned a lot about guys that have been involved in the company for so long, and probably the Jimmy Johnson podcast because it's seven time. There's only three people who've won seven Cup championships, and we had one of them on this podcast. Yep. So that third one's a real hard one to to, to pick out, but those are my. I already know <laughs> what Kevin's one. of Kevin's
0: is going to be <laughs> those are my five. I mean, I got four technically. <laughs> well, one's not. Well, okay. So here's the deal. Whenever I'm not on the podcast and I get to like, listen to them afterwards, like I always. Oddly enjoy that because like I'll, I'll do it when I come like on the way to my friend's house or whatever, and going down to Bethlehem because it's like the perfect amount of time. And whenever you guys are on, it, you guys tell these jokes, right? And like the intros <laughs> and the outros. And I don't laugh because I see you guys just wording it, and I'm like, golly, what are they saying? What are they? Okay, so that so was the, so the first thing is that we're not funny. So that's okay, so well no because I just <laughs> what a know you promo. Guys. All right, <laughs> but I mean, hey, thank God like, this wasn't the start <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> So, anyways, <laughs> favorite moments of the podcast. Um, I don't in no particular order. JJ, I think the Austin syndrome one that we did, where we were kind of oh, and yeah. Austin was a great uh, podcast guest, but we were we were new to it, right? Mm-hmm. And he was telling us his story, which was a great story of how he got started. But we were just like, how do we butt in? Because like you know, he's he was very long winded <laughs> when he was saying it. When we, were, me and him, were going back and forth work. He just kept talking. Yeah. And like, cause we're not, we're not good at buttoning in. We didn't no. want to be rude. And so that was funny. Um, and then obviously I think the Joseph Newgarden one, when we did that live, the live one, oh, dude, I forgot all this stuff. You're and right. I was trying I, to pillow fight with him. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. And then uh, obviously uh, the first Poker raceway podcast, which if you haven't heard it yet, you got to go <laughs> That's back. What and, I thought I was <laughs> if say. you're just tuning in now, by the way, you just, you got a lot of listening to do. We got 15 episodes that you need to catch up on, but seven time champion, Told me on the first Poker and Racewood podcast that he hates me. Yep. That's all. And I'm pretty sure at his media events, he didn't talk to me on purpose. He probably didn't know who I was, but I was going to say, you guys didn't like make up after that? No, because no, he hates me. Wow. Oh, well, I
1: didn't even have a heart to like introduce Jimmy to him because I think actually Jimmy felt bad. Yeah, he would have <laughs> left right then and there. He'd be like, yeah, that guy's
0: here. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm done here. Good luck with your season. Jimmy I'm Johnson. Done here.
1: Jimmy Johnson hates you. And Mario's <laughs> like, don't buy a bike.
0: Man, I don't a know a lot about yourself on this podcast, aren't you? Me and buds, so. though, <laughs> <laughs> we had a good time at the uh, Philly Takeover. Then at the mm-hmm. uh, the eating thing that he did the thing. <laughs> the what? I'm losing my words. Reading Terminal Market. They <laughs> yeah. were at the Reading
2: Terminal Market during the Philly Takeover, and I think they bonded over cheesesteaks or. Porchettas or whatever they were making <laughs> at
0: that moment. No, no one was taking his free samples, so I was just there. Oh, uh, so you were just I was there your taking face. pictures, and I was the one taking the free samples. <laughs> like People would take a picture just so oh, someone man. was holding it. Man, must be nice to eat during
1: that day, huh? Must be. Uh-huh. Um, I, I would then. have to say um, definitely this past one, Jimmy, and, um, man, I don't know. The, the third one's tough. I feel like, I don't know. We've just done so much in such a ch- short period of time. Oh, it wasn't it wasn't on air, but it was when Connoisseur Media and WSBG's morning show hosts flipped a canoe. Oh yeah,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> he
1: was our producer for the yeah. Byron podcast, poor guy, <laughs> and he flipped a freaking canoe.
2: Yeah. So for those who don't know, we were th- during the William Byron yeah. podcast. We had a William Byron Media Advance, and he was there with the local Boy Scouts. Uh, we we're doing some canoe races. And it was William and one of our interns versus a couple of different, uh, couple teams, of different yeah. groups.
0: And he flipped it was the Port canoe. Chuck and his wife. Chuck
2: and his wife. Yeah, I guess right who on was that.
0: on their team that was supposed to take, like, we were doing like a relay style. So me and. Um, they flew, they flipped believe, their canoe. It was I like, know. yeah, it's like a But racing, I was man. up next in that canoe. So I didn't even. I nah, they brought DNF the, because of them. They brought
1: that back to the garage. DNF. Yeah. <laughs> it was over. <laughs> could, could not it, take it back to I got a dns Can could
2: we, could we get Norm's favorite most? Norm's just been taking this in for 15 weeks. Someone turned turn their mic yeah. to Norm.
1: I think it's got to be, um, I think one of the better moments too was Kevin trying to explain he was going to uh, modify his car to Alex Bowman
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then seeing <laughs> the pictures later
3: <laughs> with a yeah.
0: screwdriver I, and no spoiler though. I, I put my car in my garage and my roommate comes home and he just like looks, he goes, what's wrong with the car? And I said, no, <laughs> nothing. I'm just doing it for the content. He, he walks by and he just goes, what? Why is he living here? Always for the content. That, that, that's my top I, moment.
1: That's all I need to give. That's all I need to give.
0: <laughs> I got to thank Alex Bowman, too. He gave me a motto that I've been using for this whole entire mm. summer, too. Um, he said when we were talking about the car modifications, he said, you can't be scared. So whenever, you know. You haven't been listening to it very well, though. You're terrified about a lot of things. Well, okay, but I, I, well, I always. You left work early
1: yesterday to go to a doctor's appointment that was at 5 o'clock at 3.30, even though it was only 25 minutes away because, because of the rain. rain.
0: I mean, I'll be honest. I wanted to stop at Wendy's and sit down and have a nice meal before <laughs> wanna, my. Where do you want to stop? You want to stop at, you want to put a bird king for chicken fries. No, right. I, I'm, a, no I'm No a Wendy's big, is an official partner of ours at the Wing Fest oh, this year. Oh, right, that's Wendy's right. Wendy's is the Wing Fest. <laughs> yeah, so I definitely stopped at Wendy's and not Arby's. <laughs> Burger King is Nick's line. We're we're all corporately greatest, sponsored. <laughs> Still the greatest line ever. Everybody's got their own fast food chain. So if this and podcast and ever comes back, I think we know who we're chasing. This after podcast is probably I hope would come back. That's if that's if
1: ESPN eight will allow us to come back. I think they will. I think it has to come back because here's the deal. We got seven time
2: right. We got Mario. I think there's one more driver we need to get. Who's this? Richard Petty. that mm. That'd be a good one. I think we need to get Richard.
1: I think I think next year. All right. So real quick around the room you you said Richard Petty so we're going to take that as yours who
0: who in the industry and in would you want straight up Michael Waltrip okay I go, well, I think Michael, all- Michael Waltrip's <laughs> great he, he he's a great talker he's a great advocate for the sport um, and he's kind of the well, part of the reason why I got into the sport you know obviously we, we talk about that but my dad used to work for Napa so coming up I might have met Michael Waltrip when I was a fan I probably met him 30 times I ate dinner with him one time really yeah as like an eight year old kid, I eat dinner and I'm like, you know, I'm obviously a big fan of sport. Eight years old, I'm sitting across the table from Michael Waltrip, but I'm just like, I couldn't even eat, and he's there eating like string beans and stuff because he's healthy and whatever. And I'm like, because <laughs> he's healthy or whatever. Come he signed from the my kid cast. who loves Wendy's. He signed my cast too. I actually had a broken leg at that point. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's coming full triangle. Yeah, I, I was the coolest kid in wow. school, man. I got a cast signed by Michael Waltrip, and I was like, going, yeah, this is pretty cool. No one else signed it. I think it makes a good point though. Like, uh, no, Mike. Granted, Michael's a, a
2: driver, but. Like, members of the media it would be cool to get on yeah. next time.
1: And this is not mine. Um, I'll tell you mine next, but the one that I think we're here to have is Ken Squire. That'd be awesome. We don't have to talk. No. I, hey, I, everybody, I, I this is the podcast. Pocorner's <laughs> podcast. Paris, 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 40 and
2: here's Enjoy Ken Squire. Enjoy the next two hours of your life because if, if, this is going to be amazing. If Ken Squire is talking, neither of us should even, none hmm. of us
1: should say a word. Um, I think we need or, to get Jeff Gordon. That'd be awesome. I think Jeff would make for a great host or guest. That host, if he comes to host, don't worry about it. We lose our job, that'd be fun. Yeah. But yeah, I think Jeff Gordon might be the one I I try to get next year for sure.
0: Jeff Gordon was my first favorite driver. That uh, paint scheme that he ran in two thousand eleven or two thousand one, when I was a kid sitting in the stands, I'm like, that's my car. The rainbow. Yeah, no, it was so the, the year after that it was oh, one. That one. So the flames, the flames, the flames. I'm a big yeah. fan of the flames. It's good stuff. We need to work on getting. Uh, Blaney,
1: mm-hmm. we missed
2: Blaney. out on Blaney. This yeah, year. we
0: kept teasing Blaney's gonna be on the yeah. podcast. Blaney's gonna be on the podcast, and then well, they
2: just need to keep
1: listening for when Blaney's eventually on the podcast. What we should do is we should call into the glass case of emotion from here. I'm here. so in for that. I mean, it's gonna be audio. I would feel so bad for Norm, and I feel bad for whoever does their production. You what, were it it on the glass s- case
0: the other day, I was so cool. Yeah, but then you got you got uh. So, you're an honor. You got hung up for Dale, Dale Jr.
1: Jr. I got hung up for Dale Jr. Worth it. <laughs> totally worth it. Yeah. Dale Jr. is more important. Yeah, so Blaney, Bubba. Junior would be cool. I think that's what we should do next year. We should call in to like Blaney's podcast, to yeah. Suarez's podcast, yeah. Yeah, to yeah, Gluck's yeah. podcast. Junior. Junior's, all of Junior's, but all nine or 10. He's got like 40 podcasts, Dirty Mo Media yeah, podcasts that they got. Yeah, I'm just, that'd be so cool. Just interrupt everyone's podcast. Nate's that's podcast with NBC yep, America. Yep, yep. yep done that's what that's the new goal
0: okay 2019 goals. <laughs> so we're, just, we're just like podcast hoppers or podcast crashers um all right let's seriously
1: though we're gonna bring this down and wrap it up <sighs> fans the abc supply 500 is this weekend yes we cannot wait it is the last race
0: then we have wing fest we, week after that we have so much going on too for the abc supply 500 it's a so hacked we go packed. to slash schedule and we hope to see you yes. all out to Con- continue your um, we today. may make
1: some special guest appearances on Off Track with Rossi and, and Hinch. We start the podcast crashing this weekend. Yes, it does. And Fast Cars, Fast Girls podcast. Um, you guys might be on that one as well. You guys have no idea what that one is. I mean, It's a good podcast, though. <laughs> They're actually going to be preliminary before the Rossi one uh, this Saturday night and uh, Hinch and Rossi one. But um, thank you to our wonderful friends at Connoisseur Media. To Norm. Yeah, Thanks. To Chuck Chuck for the fill-in one time, even though he fell in water. Poor Chuck. (laughs) And for all of our guests and all the people that helped us get, I mean, this thing kind of started as a little bit of a a pipe dream and Mm -hmm. developed into 15 episodes. So they'll see us back next year for sure. Season 2 coming at you. Season (laughs) 2. We'll see you in February. (laughs) Have a great one, everybody. Thanks, fans. We'll catch you soon.